The content of the following program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or cure. Always consult your physician or a health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Ready, set, go! And the truth shall set you free! Welcome to One Life Radio. We're going higher indeed, everyone. Happy 2023 and welcome to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell. And we are broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. Jerry, 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 Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> Did you have a Happy New Year? Did you do anything special? Uh, girlfriend and I went up to uh, the Billiard Den. And uh, basically celebrated there. Well, that's fun. You know, uh, I celebrated at home. I just had a a bunch of teenagers over here, so that was fun. That's always nice. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, and uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I didn't get my pickleball set up yet, though. Oh. I haven't done that. I was about to ask you if you administered. No, uh, no, I don't even. They're not even unwrapped. So I'm waiting. I've got a bunch of my girlfriends, though, that I met on a New Year's Day party that we had, kind of like a White Rock Montessori, uh, you know, um, reunion, if you will. And we're going to start a pickleball team. So, you know, a bunch of us are going to start doing it. Excellent. I'm doing it. Yeah, but it's great to be here in 2023. Everyone, happy new year sincerely from everyone. 2023. We are already three years into the. I know. Yeah. 20s. I know it's crazy, but you know, uh, but I'm so happy to be here. I am. And we've got a great show for you at the half. We've got Jackie Schlegel. She's going to be giving us an update update on Texans for vaccine choice. But first up, we have Brad Aronson. He's one of my favorite people on the planet. Brad, are you there? Happy New Year. I am here. Happy New Year. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's so good to have you here. And, you know, uh, you've been joining us for our first uh, you're joining us for our first show of 2023. I can't think of a better guy uh, to, to, to really kick this uh, get this party started of kindness right all over our country. Kindness, compassion and understanding. And who better to do it than with you, Brad? Thank you. I appreciate that. And thanks for having me back on the show. Oh, absolutely. And I've got your wonderful book here, Humankind, Changing the World, One Small Act at a Time. But let me officially introduce you, everyone. Brad is an author and entrepreneur. He's a tech startup investor and mentor. He serves on the board of Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Independence Region, as well as Hope Works uh, and Camden, a program providing tech training, jobs, housing, coaching, and support to young people in one of America's poorest cities. Brad also teaches entrepreneurship to 18 to 25-year-olds through Hope Works. Brad is the author of the book. As I said, we're, t- uh, when we're talking about the book, but we're actually talking about what's going on with Brad and what, he, what he's up to in 2023. Humankind is the name of the book, Changing the World, One Small Act at a Time. You can learn more about Brad if you can't listen to the broadcast uh, and read his inspirational blog at bradaronson.com. That's bradaronson.com. Com. So, you know, like I said, you've been on for the past three years, uh, Brad, uh, the, uh, this time around the holidays, Christmas or uh, New Year's. But so let me ask you this, you know, um, how has the book changed since you released it three years ago? So the, the book has changed in that. And, you know, I've kind of changed with it. So when I released the book, I had all these high, high hopes, but I was a little bit nervous to tell people about them in case they didn't come true. <laughs> and I feel I, I feel more confident now because things have gone really well with the book. Uh, I hope that it would kind of spread more kindness in the world. And I've gotten like hundreds of emails from readers about how the book made them feel better about life and inspired them to start 
doing more good in the world. And I got tons of emails from nonprofits that said they got uh, donations from people who said they read my book, they were inspired to give, and that's why they gave. And, and about 50 of the nonprofits I'd never even heard of. So wow. they got these donations. And we were able, uh, as you know, all the proceeds from the book go to Big Brothers, Big Sisters. And, mm-hmm. and so far, we've raised over $100,000. So I, I feel much more confident uh, that the message is out there and that it's doing well. And in addition to being a book, you know, I now have conversations with school districts and conversations with companies and trying to think about how how can they uh, get more kindness and positivity into their cultures, into their daily life? Mm-hmm. I love it. I think we all suffer with that once in a while. But, you know, I was having a conversation this morning with Marie Early. You know, uh, you, you know, I do radio. I've done it for tw- almost 12 years now. I don't know how many people are listening. I have no way of determining that uh, because in some of the areas that we're in, you know, they're not tracked. And so, but you got to believe in what you're doing, right? And know that at the end of the day, you know, or the end of the hour, when I put that, my headphones down and, and turn the mic off, you know, I've changed somebody's life, and that's kind of what your book, Humankind, has done for so many people across this great country. Uh, I, I say the world because you, you're internet. You're kind of internationally known as well. Well, I've had, I've had readers in other countries. I'm still <laughs> yeah. trying to like get get more out there, but I appreciate that support. Like we've done really well. With a lot of readers in the U.S. and in Canada, and yeah. uh, starting to get some of my first reviews from other countries, which is very exciting. It is very exciting. Uh, But, you know, your book is full of stories of small acts of kindness growing into something big, which is wonderful. So will you remind everyone why you wrote the book? So I had a couple inspirations for the book, and one was the high school graduation of a mentee of mine. She went to Girard College, which is a high school in Philadelphia, even though it's called Girard College. And at her graduation, on the left-hand side of me sat this 70-something-year-old guy. And he said he had graduated from Gerard and it changed his life. So he came back every single year to support the next generation of graduates. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a, a part of the ceremony where you sing the school song and he stood up and just belted it out. And on, <laughs> on the other side of me was this mom and she was crying and she told me she thought her daughter would be dead or in jail. And here she was graduating. And the, the commencement speaker talked about how today was an amazing day how the students in the school were from areas of Philadelphia where it was expected that many of them would drop out of school and very few would go on to college, Mm. but that every single graduating senior had been accepted to college. Wow! And it was amazing. He went on to say, unfortunately, these students are inheriting a world of negativity where you won't see this story in the media. Mm -hmm. Of course, the next day I wake up, I get online, there's nothing so I buy our daily newspaper, the Philadelphia Inquirer. There's nothing about Gerard. And I was so disappointed. I felt like I had been, I had been attending a real-life inspirational movie as an extra, and it lifted mm-hmm. me up, and it would lift mm-hmm. other people up. And I thought if, if people knew about these stories, about people beating the odds, mm-hmm. about how there's so much good in the world, they would feel better. And I decided that if I wanted to see that out there, I should do something about it. And yeah. that kind of got me inspired to just write more about people and organizations that are changing the world. 
What a beautiful story. That really is a beautiful story. Um, you know, uh, so many of us are, are needing inspiration right now. I think it's been a rough couple of years, right? And mm-hmm. we're in 2023, and I see and hear so many people that just are really, you know, looking for a, you know, not new year, new you, or new new anything, but just a, I think we have a deeper understanding of what's really important now that we didn't have three years ago. So through adversity, we also are rewarded by a lot of gifts that you can only learn through going through adversity. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think tough times, sometimes I feel like there's a reason that I've been through them when I've had them and other people as well, because it teaches us things and it creates perspective, as you're Mm. saying. Oh, yeah. Not the new me, but what really matters to me and how do I make that central in my life? Right. And you don't have to wait for a new year. You can do it every day. You can get up out of get bed and say, okay, yesterday was a bad day. I'm going to make today a good day. And that's the way you keep that rolling, right? Not just the enthusiasm we have at the beginning of each year, but the enthusiasm that we can have for life every day. And I know for me personally, and I know you feel the same way, Brad, that, you know, when you're out there helping people and you're active in the world and in your community, and you're trying to do good and change people's lives and be the best that you can be, that in itself gives you the happiness to keep you propelling forward. Yeah, there's there's power in every day saying how am I going to change someone's life. And I yeah. think you had told me about how you and, and, and your daughter were baking bread and sharing it with people oh, yeah. and how that just empowered you. I mean, that's a great example of saying, I'm going to do something. Well, and now, you know, we had this, uh, we had David Pruitt, he's an author that wrote the book Relative Distance on the show, and I read the book, of course, before he came on, and I got such an insightful um, uh, understanding of what it's like for to be, um, to not have a home. I don't even like say homeless, but displaced, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it, but a deep understanding, and through that book and that understanding, I started making these bags that I've been giving out all over the city and giving them to my friends to give out where I can't go, because I can't be out and about every single day. Uh, to give out to homeless people and you can't even believe what a difference it's made in their life to just have something to um, clean themselves with like a bottle of water and a bottle or a package of cleansing wipes that's one of the things that one of the perspectives and one of the things that I learned from the book Relative Distance uh, that David Pruitt wrote but to have that understanding, and, and it's kind of funny, so I'll share this. So my friend that was out giving them to people, um, uh, you know, and, and sharing the experience with me said, you can't even believe how different this guy, this one uh, homeless person that is in, uh, in the Victory Park area, okay? Just the pep in his step, knowing someone cares about him, having a clean face and clean hands, and a bottle of fresh water um, to take a, a, not a shower, but, you know, clean himself up with if he, if he needed to. Just those little things, or putting a homemade cookie in there, or or chapstick, or a protein bars. You know, we've been putting all kinds of stuff in there, a fresh pair of socks. It just made all the difference in the world, Brad. And, it, and, 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 and the, you know, the, the benefit to the people that are out there doing stuff like that, okay, is so tremendous that it's hard to even, uh, it's hard, hard to even put a value on it. It's, it's uh, priceless, right? It, it, it is, and you're taking a great approach, I think. So, I live in Philadelphia. We have a lot of homelessness here. Uh And often people say, like, what can I do? There's so many people who are without homes. And we can't necessarily solve that problem, but we can look at each individual and say, I can put something together for them. And what I've heard, Mm -hmm. so I I teach, and a a lot of my students have been homeless, and, and I've met a lot of homeless people. And they say, gosh, just when someone looks me in the eye and says hello, 
it makes a difference because people see me and they turn their eyes away because they think I'm going to ask for something or they ignore mm-hmm. me like I'm not here. <laughs> and if someone sees me and they give me that bottle of water or a pair of socks, like I hear all the mm-hmm. time, like I could really use clean socks and clean underwear yeah. or yeah. toothpaste and a toothbrush, mm-hmm. you know, that's making a difference. Yeah. And you're right. It's making a difference for us when we do that just as much as the people that, that we're trying to serve. Well, I always it, make sure I include some toiletries when I oh, yeah. uh, do that sort of thing. Well, and, and they weren't that expensive. You know, I got the bags on Amazon, um, these nice little uh, waterproof zip little bags, really nice. Um, and then, um, yeah, you know, I got all the stuff at Costco, like the protein bars and the face wipes and the bottled water. And uh, what a bang for my buck I got. <laughs> You know, it's it, it just like you just feel so good when you're helping other people. And it takes the focus off of your own worries and fears and problems. I think that maybe, you know, that's the key to this anxiety pa- uh, epidemic that we're suffering from in this country. People need to take focus off of their own fears and suffering and, and think about other people. That certainly would help. Right. Yes. Yes. And you're not going to think about yourself when yeah. you're doing service. Like, I feel like there's a few times in my life where. I don't have random thoughts going on in my head. And one is when I'm doing service. And, you know, another is when I'm playing softball. And everyone <laughs> has their thing that's going to help them get out of that yeah. headspace. Because right. it's easy, it, right? We're all, we're all watching a movie, and we're the stars of that movie. And sometimes, you know, it's really great to find ways to get out of that. Right. Well, you know, the, I had such a hopeless feeling after I watched or, or read the book. I was like, oh, my gosh, what can I do? What can I do? It was so it was hard for me to read the book. It was very painful to, to, to read the words of this man suffering so much on the street for like 30 years, Brad. And so that's what sparked it in me, you know, just, okay, here's what I can do. Um, Here's what I can do myself. And I think if everyone took that attitude, we might be able to really pull ourselves up out of this uh, funk that we are in right now um, and learn the lessons that we need to learn about what's really important. And I'm looking at the clock and I know Jerry wants me to go to break. I can feel it. Am I right, Jerry? (laughs) (laughs) So we'll go for a quick break and we'll be right back. More coming up with Brad Aronson, Ways to Be Kind in the New year we'll be right back you're listening to one life radio if you miss the show not to worry you can always catch the podcast after the broadcast at oneliferadio.com or your favorite podcast app be sweet barricade <laughs> want to advertise on one life radio send us an email info at oneliferadio.com Crazy Waters benefits have a history that runs deep. The legend is that in 1881, a woman who suffered from dementia would sit by the well and drink the mineral water all day long. People began to notice that the woman was not so crazy anymore. Had the well gotten rid of her crazies? The well became known as the Crazy Well and people from all over flocked to this magical place. Back in 1904, the famous mineral water company began bottling and distributing its mineral water. The benefits of these minerals all feed your body and mind what it craves. It's a natural sports drink without all the disruptive artificial flavors and sugars. You can find Crazy Water by visiting their website, drinkcrazywater.com. That's drinkcrazywater.com. Back with more positivity pouring out your speakers. It's One Life Radio. Everyone, (laughs) 
Happy 2023 and welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry Caldwell and Brad Aronson. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Big D in Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. And Dallas really is getting big. When I moved here 30 years ago, it was Big D. It must be Double D now. <laughs> oh, Bernadette. First off, color joke of the year. That was a good one. That was pretty funny, I have to say. You got to keep your sense of humor, right? Especially if you're going to be on radio. But, Brad, I love having you being the opening act of 2023 because what you do is so amazing. And your book, Humankind, is amazing. In fact, Deepak Chopra says, an elegant, wise book of love and action. And that's really what we're talking about today putting that love in action, right? And going out and helping people that maybe aren't as fortunate as you are, maybe are a little displaced. Um, that doesn't give them less value because they're in a predicament, right? We have to remember that. I think that's one of the biggest things that we need to remember that because people can get themselves in predicaments with or without money. Would you agree? (laughs) Oh, sorry. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, So, you know, how do you, how do you stay positive or do you, when the news is all about war and recession, global warming and on and on, what do you do, Brad, personally to keep your spirits high? I mean, it's, it's, it can be hard. What I found that really works for me is making sure I seek out the positive. So the traditional media is going to have the stories that focus on the war and the bad things that are happening in the world. But there's amazing places like your radio show uh, that where we can see the positive. The Good News Network is a, a, a news property that's completely dedicated to sharing good news. On mm-hmm. Instagram, there's Tanks Good News. And we need to make an active effort to get these good news sources into our media consumption so that we're balancing out what we might see when we read the paper, when we look on online. Uh, so I think that's a critical way to do it is by what we choose to read. Yeah, well, I couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, since publishing, have you collected more stories of giving back? Are there any plans for a humankind part two? Yes and yes. So I have lots of people sending me stories, uh, which is great. And I thought I'd kind of write my next book sooner, but I've had so much opportunities with humankind that I've been focused on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think my next book will be stories about kids who have made a huge difference with their nonprofits and the things that they've done. Because I've been blown away by these stories I've heard about teenagers and young kids and the difference they're making. So I think that's what will likely be the focus of my next book. Yeah, well, I told you New Year's Eve, I spent it with a bunch of teenagers. Well, you know, they were 18 to like uh, 20 years old. And they're so full of uh, wonderful ideas, you know, to how to make the world a better place. That's very encouraging, I think, for everyone to know that we do have a generation of people that say, okay, you know, enough of, uh, you know, uh, damaging the earth through too much toxicity of you know uh, chemicals and just too much garbage and just all the stuff they see things that need corrected and they've got the fortitude and the bravery to do it and we should be thankful for that right absolutely and i think our job is to encourage them you know sometimes you hear someone say i want to do this and someone else will respond by saying well that's really hard and blah 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 i think our response should be great like what's the first step you can take today yeah and encouraging our young people to kind of take those steps because those steps is what turns into 
great tidal waves of change. Mm-hmm. And you have to believe in it. I love that expression, you know, think big, you'll be big. It's, a, it's, a, it's pretty old now, but I really believe that, you know, we can all accomplish what we set out to accomplish if we just believe that we can do it in the first place. And, and you know, humility has a lot to do with that, right? And, and keeping focused on whatever your objectives are. Um, but I think there's so much that we could do to make the world a better place and do it collectively. And just, I don't know, you know, um, you give some of the, you give some, you know, some great advice. You, there was a simple, uh, in a post that you did on social media, you were talking about social media. If you miss someone, call, right? If you want to meet someone, invite them. If you want to be understood, explain. Uh, if you have questions, ask. And if you don't, if you don't like something, speak up. That's what we're talking about here today and change it, you know? Right. Let's not complicate things. Like so often, you know, you could analyze, well, why haven't they called me or what did they mean by that? And instead, just call them up and ask. Yeah. Or, <laughs> and, and, and find out and, and take that step. If you want to go out with someone, don't wait for them to call you. Call them. Yeah, and I think it's important that we encourage one another. You know, you said at the beginning of the broadcast that, you know, sometimes you had your doubts and your confidence. I think everybody deals with that. You know, because there's so many avenues, uh, so many uh, places that you can, like you said, to get news. But you don't have to choose all the negative news. You can choose to to focus in on the Good News Network, like you said, or some of the other ones that you mentioned. Uh, that that's so important. Um, but I but I do think that some people have a, t- a hard time. Do you do you, Brad, um, asking for what they want? I know I do. I, I do. Uh, I feel guilty sometimes. <laughs> Uh, and I've tried to get over that. And I also like have this fear that I'm in positioning someone else. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I've decided is that I can't try to interpret what people tell me. I just have to accept it as truth. That if I say, hey, look, if you don't want to go out, tell me. But if you do, let's go play Frisbee. And if they say, yes, I'm going to play, I'll assume that they want to. And I can't mm-hmm. try to second guess things. And, and that's been helpful for me. Yeah. You know, uh, this morning when I went to my library to grab your book off the shelf at my feet, and I don't know how they ended up there, that there was this little box that I bought about a year ago, and it's called Spark Kindness, 50 Ways to to Be Compassionate and Connect. And I just have this whole box of like 50 matchsticks, kind of. They're not really matchsticks. They just look like it. And they have just simple... just simple messages like remember the golden rule, treat others as you would like to be treated. I think that's a great place to start. And, and, and I'd also say, you know, I, I think there's also a slight shift to the golden rule. Like you want to treat other people as they want to be treated because not everyone is us. So something we might think is amazing mm-hmm. might not be amazing to someone else. I think in the, the general spirit of that, 100% right. Like mm-hmm. we need to be kind to everyone, but we also need to figure out what is meaningful to them because it might be different than what's meaningful to us. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think it's, uh, can you share one or two recent stories of one of your favorites from the book for people that maybe are listening for the first time or don't know about the book Humankind, which I would encourage you to get because it's a, it's a very uplifting, beautiful book, especially to start the new year in 2023. What's some stories? <laughs> I'll share, I'll, I'll share, uh, a story that I haven't shared on your, your show before, or that okay. I think I haven't, if I'm remembering correctly, okay. that was small in this book, and I'll expand for, for the next one. And it's, it's uh, you know, actually, one is about Jacob Kramer. Jacob loved his grandfather. They had this amazing relationship. And when Jacob was 13, his grandfather died. And he was heartbroken, and he wanted to do something to honor his grandfather. So he decided to visit 
uh, a senior home and just be there with with the seniors. And he realized how lonely they were, how so many of the seniors in his home didn't have a single visitor. Mm -hmm. And he decided to start writing them letters. And they loved the letters. And it made them so happy that he said, you know what, I'm going to start a nonprofit. And he told other people, if you write letters, I will give them to lonely seniors. And he had people send those letters to his house. Uh, He's now graduating college. He's still running this nonprofit that now has 50,000 volunteers in 70 countries (laughs) who are writing letters that are delivered to seniors around the world. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, Yeah, and he took that step and said, okay, I'm going to do something. I'll start delivering letters. And it just grew from there. So I think it's important to figure out how can we start small to make sure we get Mm -hmm. started and then see where it goes. Yeah, there's so many um, lonely people in nursing homes. There are, you know, when I, I have, in fact, you know, this year I'm starting back up now that my, I'm, I'm going to be an empty nester, uh, Brad. Uh, my daughter's going off to college on Thursday. She's leaving Thursday morning. I'm not going to talk too much about it because I might start bawling my eyes out. <laughs> You know, when they were little, I had this organization called Little Citizens. It's, it was philanthropic society. And I mentored these children. And then the older ones mentored the younger ones that came in. And anyway, it was this nice little organization. And I kind of let it go to the wayside when I was uh, running one or uh, do one life radio. Well, I'm going to start it up again. And because I think it's so important, but that's one of the things that we used to do is go into the nursing homes and we would raise the money to bring them like, you know, like a a, a box of heart shaped candies, you know, on on, uh, Valentine's day or bring them flowers at Christmas or, you know, um, some popcorn or something uh, during uh, Thanksgiving or Halloween. We just, all these little ideas, we raised money. Um, you know, did it, uh, just all kinds of nice stuff. I mean, made some, it's, it's amazing. People love to get involved, especially when they're, when, when children are involved as well. And I think it's important. And so I want to ask you this, uh, how can we instill the value of giving back to our children? Because we have to keep this thing rolling, right? It's a gen, it should be a generational thing that we teach like our parents taught us. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I think the way you did it is the perfect way. Our, our kids need to see us doing it and see us weaving it into our lives. Uh-huh. We can talk as much as we want about how it's important to be good and how we need to give back. But kids, they, they, they know what they see. And so for them to see it is to believe it. And then for them to participate with us, then they get that incredible feeling of giving back and it mm-hmm. fuels them to want to do it more. Uh, yeah. It's funny because I did hear from a lot of people. Uh, so I, I, I speak to a lot of groups of moms and daughters who do charity together, the National Charity League. And, you know, what I hear often is once the kids start doing it, they're totally into it. But it's up to us to kind of show them. Show and them make the sure way. That they get engaged. Yeah. 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 I'm going to I'm, I'm going to uh, start it back up, you know, and um, start getting a group of kids together because I, I do think it's important. And like you said, I'm, there's so many lonely people, especially in the nursing homes. I think that was some of the greatest work we did. And then I taught them how to raise money, too, by um, selling raffle tickets. Tony Romo back. This was like. 10 years ago, 12 years ago, was kind enough to uh, donate a beautiful jersey, and he signed it. And uh, we raised $5,000 from that, and we gave a a check to the SPCA, you know, to teach them about being kind to animals and that those kind of organizations need our support as well. They need funding in order to do the important work that they do. It's 
um, it's really important that I think children understand that, that you can't just, you have to have funding. It makes the rocket go up, right, Brad? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And, and to what you're saying also, you know, for us, you were saying it helps us with perspective. It also helps yeah. our kids with perspective to understand like how fortunate they are and to, to see a broader view of the world. Yeah. Well, you know, last year when you were on the show, your New Year's resolution, I'm going to remind you for 2022, uh, oh. you said to do less and create more fun and adventure. So how did you do, Brad? I think I did okay with that. <laughs> uh, I, 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 did, I did do a lot less of the things I didn't want to do, uh, So, which gave me more time to get more engaged in our son's sport teams and different activities that we did as a family. So I feel great about that. Nice. Uh, and and think I succeeded. So that was to do less. Can you remind me, what was the other one? Uh, just do less and create more fun adventures. Did you go on any fun adventures? <laughs> I think we did a good job at turning situations that might have otherwise been not fun and finding out how to make them more fun. Well, there you go. Uh, which is important. So, and I have to ask the obvious question, do you have any resolutions for 2023? I do. Uh, okay. And I tried to be more specific this year. Since I I'm writing them down. I did not write. <laughs> so, you know, first, this relates to the time. Uh, I want to have more balance. Uh, I, I do all my work from my computer. I love the projects I work on. So it's easy for me to always open my computer and, and work on something. And I want to have more specific times that are not times when I'll do that. So okay. I'm coming up with specific times. I think it's going to be like an hour after dinner where no matter what's happening in the house, I'm not going to open my computer. I'm not going to work on a project. I'm just going to be there. And if no one else wants to do anything, I'll, I'll read a book. But that'll be time that I spend just uh, do- there for family, for fun stuff. And when that works, I will expand it to other times as well. So I have more of a, of a clear boundary line between when I'm doing, quote, work stuff and non-work stuff. Well, you know, so I was... That- that's good. That's a good goal because, you know, I think I'm addicted to be, being busy. I was reading a book last night by Koshin Paley Ellison, uh, Wholehearted, and, uh, and, and it's a great book, by the way, and it was endorsed by the Dalai Lama. Um, but it, uh, it's just such a great book. And one of the things that he said is we're all, you know, we all kind of get in the habit of just keep, that's an addiction too, like keeping yourself busy, just like smoking, you know. I think it's great advice for everyone out there listening to just shut their computer and sit there for an hour and do nothing. Just be happy doing nothing. Just thinking. Right. And I, I, <laughs> you're 100 percent right. Like when I think about it, I think I might be addicted to getting stuff done. I feel like I Me always too. Need to get stuff done. Oh yeah, yeah. No, and uh, it was a it was an eye opener for me, but. Um, and I'm glad I got to share it today. I was reading it, like I said, just last night. But I think, you know what, the, the, the big message here is what? To just have a, be a, have an open mind and open heart and realize um, that we all need to be a little more humankind, which is the title of your book, Changing the World, One Small Act at a Time. Any closing comments for our audience, Brad, today? I'm going to say love is a verb. Like if you feel it oh, and you want to make a difference, figure out how to do it. Take that small step. We all yeah. know someone who's going through a rough time. Reach out to them. Say you're thinking about them. Drop off some cookies. Bring toiletries to someone who's currently homeless. You know, let's let's do something, and we'll all make the world a better place. Absolutely. I love it. What a great way to open the year. And thank you so much, and I hope you have a, a wonderful new year ahead, you and your family. And uh, I'll be thinking about you during my quiet time and hoping that you're doing the same. 
you. And happy new year to everyone. Yeah. And I don't have my computer right now anyway. It broke over the holidays. I pick it up today. <laughs> I got it fixed yeah. for only two, 200 bucks. Who would have known? <laughs> I'm going to talk. I'll send you the contact. Well, you're not here in Dallas, but this guy's great. He fixes, uh, he f- fixes uh, computers all day long. And so you don't have to buy a new one. <laughs> That's important. Yeah, it is. Saving money. Uh, you can put it somewhere else for people that need it maybe more than you do. So thank you so much, Brad. Take care of yourself. We'll talk to you soon. And Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year. Thank you so much. Uh, everyone, we're going to go for, go to break. I'm way overdue. We've got Jackie Schlegel coming up. Stay tuned. You are listening to One Life Radio. Follow us on social media at One Life Radio. Centuries before scientists identified the incredible nutritive value of beef liver, our ancestors naturally revered it for the energy and vitality it provides. But most people today find liver's health benefits much more appealing than its flavor. That's why our partner Enviromedica offers a superior New Zealand grass-fed beef liver supplement. All the complex benefits of this ancient powerhouse superfood in modern, easy-to-swallow capsule form. Find out how to rewild yourself for optimum health at Enviromedica.com. That's Enviromedica.com. In today's environment, books provide the most reliable means for disseminating knowledge. Children's Health Defense Publishing offers titles written by foremost authorities and courageous voices who speak the truth despite criticism and consequences, often at the expense of their careers. Here are the latest must-reads in the fight for truth. The Courage to Face COVID-19, Preventing Hospitalization and Death While Battling the Biopharmaceutical Complex by true crime writer John Leake and prominent research cardiologist, Dr. Peter McCullough. Lies My Government Told Me and the Better Future Coming by Dr. Robert Malone. And Cause Unknown, the epidemic of sudden deaths in 2021 and 2022 by former BlackRock fund manager, Ed Dowd. Get your copies today at skyhorsepublishing.com and listen to the show every Monday with Mary Holland, president of Children's Health Defense for updates and deep dives into these new releases. That's skyhorsepublishing.com. Contagiously positive. One Life Radio is back. One of my favorite songs, everyone. Happy 2023. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell. We are broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. We have Jackie Schlegel with us. She is a mother of three and the founder and executive director of Texans for Vaccine Freedom. She has led the state for the last eight years advocating in our state legislature for informed consent, medical privacy, and our vaccine freedom of choice. Their website is tfvf.org. That's tfvf, Texans for Vaccine Freedom. Okay, so Jackie, how you doing? I haven't talked to you in months and months. Welcome and Happy New Year. so good to hear your voice and to be back. (laughs) And yes, Happy New Year, another year to do it again. Yeah, it's so good to have you here. There's a lot going on with all of this, you know. Uh, There's just so much going on with this. But, you know, can you tell the listeners uh, the history and mission of Texans for Vaccine Freedom? Yes, ma'am. So you're right. There's so much here. We have so much new support. And so many people have now woken up to this idea of why we need vaccine freedom of choice. 
right? Maybe a few years ago, um, not the average person really understood what was at stake here. And um, as you know, Bernadette, as we've talked about numerous times, you know, this started for me um, over 20 years ago with my own child um, mm-hmm. who had a severe irreversible vaccine injury. And that opened up my eyes to a world that I really didn't know existed and ultimately led to this organization and my advocacy here in Texas, which is founded on fighting for our rights to vaccine freedom Mm -hmm. of choice. Well, let's hear that story again, because I haven't heard it in a very long time. You're in the doctor's office, if I'm not mistaken, and they gave her, I think it was a DPT shot. Was that the one or was it? Well, Which one? Yeah, it, it was a total of nine vaccines that nine one vaccines day. And one day. And we, yep. do, we do believe it was the DTAP vaccine. But when you're okay. giving nine vaccines, we don't entirely know. Right. Maybe had she just had that vaccine in and of itself, maybe we wouldn't have had the outcome that we did. Um, how- immediately with Within 15 minutes, she was having seizures. She was having, you know, her head swelled up. She had inconsolable crying, 104 Mm -hmm. fever, days on end. Um, And even though we knew she had this reaction, we didn't know the extent of her injury that would Mm -hmm. affect her the rest of her life. She's uh, 21 years old today. She's amazing and beautiful, but she's profoundly disabled mm-hmm. and will require round-the-clock care and supervision the rest of her life. Right. And no compensation from the government. And what did the pediatrician initially say when you went and said, oh, my gosh, or 15 minutes later, had you already? I mean, what what, what was the reaction from the doctor at that point? Well, you know, and they told us that we need to slow down the vaccines. We needed to be cautious with our other children and how we go. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, I was told basically that her reaction would be so severe that, you know, one in a million chance she would die or, you know, she would get over it and she would be okay. We didn't understand the long-term consequences. Nine and at unfortunately, a time. Wow. I think a lot of people, even today, taking their shots, they don't have full informed consent. They Mm -hmm. don't have access to that package insert. They don't know what they're injecting into their bodies. And again, that's what caused me back in 2015 to get involved here in the state of Texas when we had a mandate bill that would have stripped away our rights to make medical decisions for our children, vaccine choices to send them to school. That's what opened my eyes. And Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that, you know, all of those years that every legislative session, there have been attempts um, and there have been stepping stone bills that had been passed that were slowly stripping away our rights. So I think here in Texas, you know, 2015 was a crucial legislative session that woke up a lot of families and a lot of parents. That's when I started the organization. Mm -hmm. That's when I um, got involved in Texas. And then, of course, you know, here we are now um, on the tail end of COVID and we're fighting different battles, but it still comes down to informed consent, medical privacy, and your right Mm -hmm. to choose if you want to accept a vaccine or not. 
Yeah, and I'm just going to say, you know, I donate monthly. I give $50 a month to TFVF, that's Texans for Vaccine Freedom, because I feel it's very important that we maintain our freedom, whether you're for or against vaccines, that's not even the issue, but we should never be forced to, to uh, you know, have a medical, um, <laughs> uh, what am I trying to say here, a medical? A procedure. You should a procedure, not yes, thank forced. you. You should not no. be forced. Because some you kids it does. your job held over you. Right, yes. yeah. It, as some kids, as case in point, your daughter, you know, some children don't fare well. And think about that. You know, you think about, you know, how, you know, how different things are now, the, the understanding you have now that you did then. You know, I mean, it's common practice for kids to go in and get five, six, seven, eight shots. And, and people think nothing of it. And the uh, reporting system by VAERS is completely uh, incapable of even, I mean, it's so antiquated. And they know it and they haven't changed it. I mean, there's just been so much going on especially the last three years and as much as we have suffered during this pandemic um, I really feel that it pulled the curtain down on this um, on this very uh, necessary topic that we need to discuss discuss as a nation would you agree with that Jackie I I completely 100% agree so many more individuals now are asking the questions I mean my phone has been ringing off the hook for years with individuals who you know their job was on the line because of this COVID vaccine mandate and to your point regardless of where you stand on vaccines whether you got one or two or three or four or you opted out Right. Every individual with their chosen medical provider ought to make that decision for themselves. And yeah. once you hand that right over, you cannot easily get it back. We've made no. significant progress here in Texas, but the fight is far from over. This issue is not going away. And that is why I started an organization based solely on the vaccine freedom issue. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, so many things I could say right now. I think this is a good time to take a break. What do you think? And we'll get back into this. Uh, Jackie Schlegel, everyone, I encourage you to go to TFVF. That's Texans for Vaccine Freedom. Even if you can only give $5 a month, it all helps. And it all helps with uh, Jackie's fight on this. You know, this is, this is how you, you, you do all this work. You, you count on those contributions uh, in order to continue moving, con- to continue going, making this, like I said, with Brad Aronson, funding makes the rocket go up. You know, you still have to feed your kids. You still have to pay your rent. Uh, and so, and you still need it's to keep, keep this fight going. So tfvfeveryone.org, even $5 a month. Join me in contributing, contributing regularly, but we're going to go for a quick break. More coming up with Jackie Schlegel. Stay tuned. You are listening to One Life Radio. You're listening to One Life Radio. Make sure you check out our podcast and get to know the show at oneliferadio.com. We're back. More of One Life Radio starts now. All right, everyone. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Biaschetti with Jerry Caldwell and Jackie Schlegel. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. Jackie Schlegel is a mother of three and the founder and executive director of Texans for Vaccine Freedom. She has led the state the last eight years advocating in our state legislature for informed consent, medical privacy, and our vaccine freedom of choice. 
You can find Jackie at TFVF. That's TFVF.org, Texans for Vaccine Freedom. We're talking about what's going on, uh, and you've, you've had some major successes uh, last late legislative session, Jackie, but what also came up short? Can you tell us about that? We did. We had some great successes. I'm so proud of the work that was done. We passed two incredible bills. Um, The medical protections bill, in a nutshell, this protects your right as a parent to seek a second opinion. I know most of us are probably listening to that saying, well, that's common sense. If I'm in the doctor's office and I'm in the hospital and I disagree with the doctor, I want a second opinion. I should be able to leave and go seek out that second opinion. But unfortunately, a lot of families were being targeted. We needed to come in and pass a law to protect your rights to do that. And that bill incredibly made it through the House in the Senate wow. unanimously and was signed into law. Mm, so it was, wow. it was a small and huge victory for parental rights in the state of Texas. Mm. The second bill um, that wasn't quite as easy to get to the finish line, but was a massive victory for all Texans' right to medical privacy, was the ban on vaccine passports. Mm -hmm. Many states implemented a system where you couldn't eat at restaurants, you couldn't go to grocery stores unless you showed your shot record. And we just weren't going to put up with that in Texas. And thanks Mm -hmm. to grassroots advocates all across the state and champion legislators, we came together, we passed that bill, we got it to the finish line. And that was signed into law as well. Unfortunately, where we came up short and where we're picking up heading into next legislative session is the ban on employer mandates. Mm -hmm. Right now in the state of Texas, unfortunately, individuals are still losing their jobs over this vaccine mandate. You have some protections, but it's not comprehensive. People are still losing their jobs, and there's still work to be done Mm -hmm. on this issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm hoping that'll change in 2023. Uh, So much is coming out. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I encourage everyone to go to childrenshealthdefense.org and check out the the movie Shots. Have you seen it yet, uh, Jackie? I, I have not. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Everybody needs to watch it. Everybody. I can't even believe. I mean, it's just like, wow, there's so much that we don't know. There is so much we have been lied to about. It is unbelievable. That is the one thing that and the animals just just keeps me going on this show because I'm a truth seeker. And I think every American wants the truth, not just me, but everyone out there listening. And I encourage you to go to childrenshealthdefense.org. Sign up for the newsletter. Yeah, I think the feds just cut me off. I'm serious. <laughs> nothing would surprise me. I'm, I Nothing would surprise me anymore. I have read and seen so much stuff. And you know what? Call me a conspiracy theorist. I don't care. You know, uh, the curtain must be pulled down and it must be pulled down all the way. And I want to say that uh, guys like Elon Musk, we need to buy him a cape. We really need to buy him a cape because he's my new hero. Like, seriously, you got to have some people. People have to be brave. They have to have some kahunas. They have to fight this. We are, we are in for the fight of our lives on this. Would you agree with everything I just said crazily, Jackie? <laughs> 100%. When you went silent, I yeah. I got a little nervous there. So I'm so yeah. happy to hear your voice. Yeah, um, I went I silent. 
percent agree with you. And that's why I'm down in Austin fighting. And that's why we need individuals like yourself. You've been a fantastic supporter. You're a financial supporter. You show up at the Capitol. You've come to my events. You've reached out to your legislators and you've advocated passionately in every single person can do just that. Mm -hmm. You have a platform, I have a platform, but everybody has a voice to do so. They do. And you know the thing that, that is the most irritating about all of, this, all of this is they turned it into something political. This is not a Democrat or Republican issue. This is a bipartisan issue. We all need to be paying attention, but I think that was part of the objective, actually, is to pit us against one another and create so much hate and adversity and just uh, uh, diversion, if you will, that we weren't paying attention what was what's really been going on behind the scenes for decades, not just the past three years, but for decades. And there are people that have gotten very rich from this big lie and it needs to, the curtain needs, damn it, it needs to be pulled down. It does. And, you know, uh, and uh, Texas has been known, uh, a lot of criticism for Texas for a lot of things that we don't do right. But one of the things that we do stand up to, I think, or at least I want to believe, being a transplanted New Yorker into Texas, is that Texas, you know, um, they, 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 they cut through the BS, right? <laughs> What do you think about what I'm saying? I do. Absolutely. And we are committed to getting good policy to the finish line. We're going to work with everybody this legislative session. So to your point, doesn't matter whether you're Republican or Democrat or if you're just fed up and you're walking away from both parties completely understandable. But if you believe in informed consent, if you believe that you have the right to make these vaccine decisions for yourself, then you have a place with Texas for vaccine freedom. And mm -hmm. we need you to show up and help us advocate to get these policies to the governor's desk so that we can live as free Texans. Yeah, that's right. And people don't understand. You know, it's like most things. Unless it happens to you, you're like, ah, I don't really care. Or it happens to somebody you know. But let me tell you, when you destroy a child's health because of greed, okay, and you destroy that family because we know, Jackie, what happens, right? You get financially burdened. You get emotionally burdened. You're overwhelmed. Then next thing you know, you know, you've got all these bills. And, you know, a lot of these um, families that this happens to, they end up in a divorce because the pressure is so extreme uh, from trying to take care of a child yeah. that you, right? I mean, this is yeah. the reality of it. No one wants to talk about it, but that's the reality of it. I'm lucky enough it didn't happen to my children. I did vaccinate my children, like we've talked about, a, a couple of vaccines here and there, but I was very careful about giving them, you know, just one or two at a time. And I, Dr. Robert Mendelson, you know, uh, he wrote that book, you know, uh, I don't, where, what's the name of it? Oh my gosh, I quote it all the time, but uh, how to raise a healthy child in spite of your pediatrician. Over 35 years ago, he had a radio show. He had a television show trying to warn people about vaccines and nobody listened to him. And, uh, and then he passed away, but he was spot on. And here we are now with this schedule, this, this insane amount of schedule while they're going to the bank and ringing the register every time you get a vaccine. That's what people need to understand, you know, and yes. we, ha we have a natural immune system. You need to tap into it. You need to take care of it. You need to respect it. And you need to follow Jackie Schlegel <laughs> and support. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just went off. Oh, my gosh. But you know what? I'm so passionate about it, and I know you are, too. Jackie, I love you, sister. Stay strong. I love you, friend. All right. Thank you so much, everyone. We're going to wrap this up. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm going to have anxiety when I come off the air. Major 
You get one body, you get one mind, and you get one life. Protect it, protect it, protect it.